from the banks of the Yiga River to the mountains of Beauchamp, beside homestead hearths, around travelers' campfires, on the streets of cities great and small, her stories are told. Destroyer of demons, swindler of spirits, former prefect of the celestial city, 10,000 voices telling 10,000 tales. Hear them now as they tell the tales of Frost Cricket. Frost Cricket and the Philosopher Demon. I was told that once, when the forest to the south was wild and untamed, a demon lived inside of it. No one, not even the demon himself, knew how he'd gotten there. Perhaps I've always been here. He would lie, to anyone that asked, and to himself. Perhaps I was meant to be here. Now, the demon in question had fur and claws like a beast. And he had a beast's guile, too. But he had the mind and tongue of a man. And he often walked on two legs. He was taller than any man, and frightful to look at. But there was a charm in his voice, and a gleam in his eye, that made people listen. And people did listen, for the demon had much to say. Even back in those wild days, the locals would wander into the forest, to gather firewood, to have a tryst, or to bury a hoard. The demon would approach them, and while his features terrified them, his voice calmed them, and his words beguiled them. Forests are like our minds, he would say. They are dense and full of things we do not understand. Better to live inside them and understand those things than to spend our days outside them and live in fear of the unknown. Soon, many locals had cast off their old lives to live in the forest with him. Every day, the demon would sit on a large flat stone where his disciples gathered around him, and he would speak his mind to them as if he were a great teacher and sage. It is important to keep our lives simple, he said. For the more I know, the more I fear. Be glad you do not think as much as I do. It is a curse that I alone must bear. The locals nodded and tried not to think about it too much for they feared becoming tormented by their own thoughts, just like their master. They built simple huts and tree forts, and hunted and gathered in the forest. The demon did none of this. Instead, he sat on the rock, insisting they provide him with the fruits of their labors. He ate much, leaving nothing but scraps for his disciples, and admonished any who questioned him. The forest provides all we need to sustain ourselves, he said when one of his disciples became malnourished. If one cannot live in the forest, perhaps they are not meant to live at all. So that poor soul died, and so did others. The rest of the locals began to give them their last rites, but the demon stopped them. Do not waste your time with such things. Their bodies were not your concern while they were alive. They are not your concern now. Put them out of sight, and they will be out of your minds. And so the bodies were left in the woods, 
unanointed by milk or salt, their last rites unsung. Their unhallowed corpses were infested by the old kind, monsters from before the lawgivers spoke. Up they jumped, cackling with delight, running off on their new legs to find mortals to torment, for they hated all those who kept the law. But this was unknown to the demon's disciples, who had forgotten quickly about their lost companions. Around this time, Frost Cricket passed through the region, traveling its great roads with her iron-shod boots and her brass walking stick. Her cloak was ragged and torn from travel, and her back hurt from sleeping on the ground. So when she reached the village, she hoped to find a tailor and a hosting hall with a soft bed. Imagine her shock when she found the village empty. No patron was there to receive her at the hosting hall, nor was a single tailor around to darn her threadbare cloak. Ha ha, very funny, she called out. But I'm in a bad mood, and I don't have time for pranks. Nobody answered, and Frost Cricket grew nervous. She saw their gardens were choked with weeds, for there was no one to cultivate them and their livestock had been slaughtered by predators, for there was no one to chase them away. It was then that Frost Cricket noticed there was a path leading from the village to the forest, which had been trod not long ago, and followed it. Deep into the forest she traveled, and not long after, she encountered the mocking corpses. How she survived such an ordeal is known only to Frost Cricket, for no living soul witnessed it. It is possible that her knowledge of sorcery protected her, or perhaps her craftiness surpassed even that of the old kind. In any case, we can only guess at the incredible power Frost Cricket must have wielded over the destroyers of law. Not long after that, she came across a member of the demon's commune. He was a harrowing sight, for he was all skin and bones, and he was desperately digging in the dirt with his hands for tubers and roots. What are you doing? She asked. The village is back that way. You don't have to dig in the forest for a meal. The forest provides all we need to live, he told her. So if I can't find that, I'm not worthy of life. That's pretty dumb, friend said Frost Cricket. You don't have to live in the forest. Sure I do, said the digger as he tore at the earth, bloodying his fingertips. If I live outside the forest, I'll be outside my mind. Then I won't understand it. Uh, what? Frost Cricket scoffed. That does not make sense. He stopped digging, thinking for a moment. No, it's not. I'm, I'm not saying it right. He explains it better. Hey, you should meet him. Okay, slow down, said Frost Cricket. Meet who? The Prophet. You don't know the Prophet? Asked the digger fervently. Sure don't, said Frost Cricket. But he sounds like a real piece of work. No, I just don't think as much as he does. Please, you need to meet him, said the digger, pushing her deeper into the forest. Sure, sure. 
but I can get there myself. She pulled from the digger's grasp and indicated that he lead the way. As they walked, they came across another disciple, dumping a body in the woods. Whoa! What are you doing? cried Frost Cricket. You've got to give that guy his last rites. Their bodies aren't our problem anymore, said the corpse carrier. She was young, but malnutrition and poor hygiene made her look older than Frost Cricket. If you don't cleanse a corpse, it'll attract all kinds of monsters. I just encountered some back there, and it was not fun at all. Let me tell you, I was- Has she not heard the master speak? The corpse carrier interrupted. She needs to meet him? Well, duh. Where do you think I'm taking her? Replied the digger. They both tried to take Frost Cricket by the hand, but their grip was weak, and she pulled free. Okay, okay, calm down. I can follow you. And she did follow them deep into the forest, where she found the commune. Dozens more disciples, all of them thin and sickly, stared at her with hunger-crazed expressions from the simple tree huts. Sitting on the large flat stone was the demon, gorging on the spoils his disciples had brought him. Master, look what we found, called the digger. A new convert. Okay, hey, nobody's converted yet, just chill, said Frost Cricket. The demon, who was not used to being questioned, bristled at her hesitation. So, old woman, you doubt my wisdom. I don't know about that, said Frost Cricket. But I'm not sure these people are living their best lives here with you. And who are you to judge what's best in life? Asked the demon. Your cloak is ragged, your boots are covered in mud, and your eyes look tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Frost Cricket rolled her eyes. Well, that's not really relevant. Tell her about the forest and our minds, master! Shouted the corpse carrier. Yeah, exactly. The demon chuckled. <laughs> it's, it's simple, really. Forests, like our minds, are dense and full of things we don't understand. Therefore, we should inhabit them to understand the things within, instead of shunning them in fear. Frost Cricket laughed. <laughs> That's stupid. A mind is nothing like a forest. They're completely different. The demon's disciples looked at each other, finding doubt again for the first time since their anchorage. <laughs> oh, oh, no? The demon asked. Are they not mysteries to those outside of them? Misunderstood and sometimes feared? His disciples nodded brusquely, reassured by his confidence. Yeah, but the things coming out of the forest can literally kill you, Frost Cricket said. Again, the disciples looked nervous, worried their master might not have an answer. And yet. Our minds contain the seed of murder, said the demon. There is no action without motivation, and the thoughts of a king can kill thousands. This again comforted the disciples. Horse crap, snarled Frost Cricket, her temper flaring. Just because a thought exists doesn't mean it'll become reality. Thoughts can be as wild as beasts, the demon countered. 
Your thoughts, maybe. Frost Cricket rolled her eyes. Have you never lost control? Struck out in anger or in fear? Asked the demon. Frost Cricket, knowing she had, hesitated. You see, your mind contains monsters. Just like all of us. Just like the forest. (laughs) The demon laughed. And so did his disciples. (laughs) Frost Cricket could see that this conversation was going nowhere. All right, you folks have fun in the forest. I'm going to go back to the village and have a nice hot bath. But the disciples seized her. You don't understand yet, they shouted. You must stay and try to see his wisdom. Frost Cricket was caught off guard, and not wanting to hurt the poor wretches, didn't strike them as they dragged her back. They tore her brass walking stick from her hands. She tried to kick them with her boots, but they threw her into one of the huts and barred the door. Uh, Let me out of here, you fanatics! Frost Cricket yelled. Not till you're enlightened by our master! They yelled back. And so, Frost Cricket found herself a prisoner of the Philosopher Demon. Each day, he would circle the hut, taunting her with tautologies, asking questions he would immediately answer himself. Why do you deny the truth? He asked. Probably because it frightens you. Ugh, not at all. She called back. The truth is, you're a fraud. Have you nothing to offer but insults? The demon said, condescendingly. Perhaps because you aren't able to engage me in a fair debate. Open this door and I'll show you debate. Frost Cricket pounded on the door. I'll debate you bloody. Uh, Yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. The demon called to his disciples. See, she, she fears the truth. So she lashes out with violence. The disciples all agreed. Enlighten her, master! Destroy her with facts! Their cries egged the demon on, and he continued to circle the hut, shouting questions and answers, day and night. After two days of this behavior, Frost Cricket's hunger and thirst got the better of her. She dreamed of a forest sprouting from her skull, unleashing tigers and bears and dragons upon the demon and his disciples. As the beasts chased them down, they tried to sway them with petty arguments, but they were eaten, alive and screaming. Then, frenzied by blood and chaos, the beasts turned on Frostcrick, tearing her to pieces. She woke up screaming, begging for her life. Only then did she realize that it was a dream. The door opened, and the mob dragged the starving Frost Cricket back to the wide, flat stone. Sitting cross-legged upon it was the demon, surrounded by half-eaten food and adoring disciples. Frost Cricket, fatigued beyond measure, fell to her hands and knees. 
It was then that she saw her brass walking stick at the base of the stone. She slowly, quietly reached for it. Do you see now? Asked the demon. Your mind is like a forest. You cannot truly know what is outside of it because you are trapped inside of it. Your very senses themselves bias your perception. How can you claim to truly know anything at all? Frost Cricket stopped for a moment and looked up at him. That is a very good question. Gathering the last of her strength, she leapt onto the stone and bashed the demon's skull in with her brass staff. All his time spent in his own mind had not prepared him to deal with violence. And despite his fearsome looks, he was easily vanquished. His disciples shrieked in terror at the sight of their prophet's blood and ran off into the forest. No one knows what happened to them. To this day, their village sits empty at the edge of the forest, a warning to those who are swayed by clever words. Frost Cricket hungrily devoured the remaining food, then let out a long, satisfied burp. Then, realizing her cloak was in tatters, she made a new one out of the demon's fur. As she gave his flensed body its last rites, she remembered his final question. He did make a good point, she said, and went to sit on the stone he had once sat to contemplate this very question. She eventually arrived at an answer. But that is a story for another day. The Digger was played by Matt Baker. Corpse Carrier was played by Roz Young. Together they are Squirrels of Doom. Find their cocktail series, Drinking with Geeks, on YouTube. Voice of the Demon was provided by Piers Ray of Podcast vs. Podcast. Frost Cricket was played by Cassie Price. To hear more from her, go back in time to when she used to work in radio. Our cover art was drawn by Matthew K. Hoddy. To see more from him, check out patreon.com slash mkhoddy. Tales of Frost Cricket is written, narrated, and produced by Joseph Stillwell. To see more of Joe's work, follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Animistic Engine. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Joe is always happy to collaborate with other creators on new ideas and formats for Tales of Frost Cricket. If you're interested, email animisticengine at gmail.com. You can support the show financially by giving Joe a tip via Ko-Fi. Think of it as buying him a drink in exchange for telling this tale. Visit ko-fi.com slash animisticengine and donate. Hey, my name is Eric. I'm Piers. And this is Podcast vs. Podcast. You're listening to us here on the Cave Goblin Network. We take turns pitching podcasts to each other. We're trying to find a good podcast to do because we don't have any ideas. So turn off whatever show you're listening to. Turn on our show. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.